Alrighty, welcome to the Thin Blue Line Outdoors podcast, episode 29. I'm here with Ryan the Redcoat. Um, he's up here hunting this weekend, oh, and yeah. uh, we don't have the redneck again today. He'll be up here tomorrow, so hopefully he gets a chance. But uh, today we're mainly here to talk about just our uh, rut recap so far. Ryan's done a little bit of hunting. I've done not as much as I usually do this time of year. Um, work's got me kind of full screwed up compared to usual. But uh, but yeah, I have been hunting though, and I've had some action, just no arrows flung yet at a deer. I do have a funny turkey story I'll tell you guys here in a second, but uh, nice. no, no deer yet. So anyway, uh, just usually what I do is I go, uh, I take the first two weeks off of November. It's usually my go-to every year take it off and I'll hunt every day, usually every morning, every afternoon, uh, maybe every now and then if I got something going on, I won't, or maybe I'll go duck hunting or something like that, but usually I hunt pretty hard during those two first two weeks. And that's what you call the rotation? Yeah, yep, yep, rotation. Yeah. Um, uh, this year I wasn't able to do as much um, due to uh, the job, which any other of my fellow law enforcement guys out there, everybody understands that, you know, uh, or even first responders, anything like that, you know, uh, sometimes duty calls and you just can't do what you want to do um is what it is but uh i have though i have been hunting and uh i uh i've had some action i've seen uh several shooters i've seen probably oh not quite 10 but i've probably seen six bucks that i would uh be happy to shoot um and uh yeah, none within bow range yet. All almost almost everyone within shotgun range. So that might be good for shotgun season coming up here soon. Coming soon. But uh, but nothing uh, nothing within a uh, bow range. I I do take that back. My wife and I. So that's one good thing about what's been going on in uh, my world right now is I've been able to get my wife out quite a bit. Um, we've had three hunts, and you hear that static every now and then? Yeah, something to do with this new one. I don't know what it is. But uh, we've uh, had three hunts. Um, first two we heard, uh, first two we did, we did not see one deer. Uh, it was bad. The third hunt that we saw, we had a big, uh, well, we had a spike come in that she was going to shoot. Too much brush, couldn't get a shot. And then we had a nice 130 class buck come in. Um, and when you say 130 mm-hmm. class, if I'm looking at this now, mm-hmm. what, what would this be? So that buck there, if you're uh, watching the video version on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. That buck on our table is about a 140 class, like right on the money, wow. 140 class buck. So that was about, uh, so Alicia's uh, deer would be about 10 inches um, shorter than that, Jeez. just from everything. Gorgeous. Uh, so, but it would have been a great first deer for her. Um, and it came in at 35 yards. Um, her limit is 30. Um, I could have shot it at that range, but I could not have shot it due to uh the angle it was and yeah. the brush so even if i was hunting without her, I, I didn't have a shot so uh no big deal there um but this farm i hunt by in fulton county and like the central part of fulton county along the spoon river i have seen like three or four shooters from there that was before yeah and uh they've walked past some of my stands when i'm not hunting them um of course of course uh, always <laughs> yeah of course but uh oh well that happens uh but I ooh, that sounded real bad. We've got a new mic here, guys, and I don't know if it's gonna work out or not. Getting all fancy and professional. 
but I don't know why it's doing that static. That'd be nice. So I have to figure that out. But uh, but anyway, the new uh, well, I was <laughs> I hunted on November fourth. Has been my best day hunting. Period. November fourth was was the best. Uh, on November fourth, I saw three shooters, two probably one thirty class, um, mm-hmm. probably three and a half year olds. So you know, not the oldest deer, but I would have shot them if they gave me an opportunity. Um, just none of them came within range. Closest one I had was probably 80, uh, no, 100 yards that morning. On the, uh, it was a good buck, solid buck. I got some good video. That'll be on the video um, on YouTube later on. But then I saw about a 150 class oh buck my God. or bigger. So I I have a, like a mental block. I don't know why. But when a deer gets over like 150, I have a hard time judging it. Um I just, they get like so big, I'm like, ah, is that 150 or is that 180? You know, you know, I, I don't know. I just have a, uh, I just have a, like, again, an issue with it. So take that buck that's on the table and, yep. and add 10 inches to it overall. And that's, that's about what you have. And then, so when you measure, so if I can just take this real quick, because I'm still learning this myself. So when you measure a, a buck like this, mm-hmm. you're starting from the very base of the antler. And then you're taking the inch of this, and then you're taking the inch of that. that yes. Yeah, so you that. take every point, and you have different like G1s, G2s, G3s. Obviously, the brow tines. Um, you take overall mass of the of the antlers as well. I'm not a scorer. I've okay. never actually officially took the class or anything like that. Um, so you can do go to either Booney Crockett and look it up, and you can actually you can see who's certified scorer. And you can also see where to take it or actually become a certified scorer, and they'll teach you how to do it. Oh, wow. Pope and Young will also do have you do it too. So the difference between Booney Crockett and Pope and Young, both of them are help keep measure class of animals. Um, Booney Crockett's kind of everything. Um, rifle, doesn't weapon, whatever, doesn't matter, and all get big game species. Pope and Young focuses on just archery harvests. Mm-hmm. Um, but their scoring systems are, I think, identical. I'm pretty sure identical. Um, if they're not identical, they're pretty close, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of that. And you can look that more up. Like I said, I'm not an expert on that. Um, just type in either Booney Crockett and look at, you can do Booney Crockett scoring or you type in uh, Pope and Young scoring and they'll, they'll bring it up and show you how, what their qualifications are and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I just take it to my uncle who is a great taxidermist. If anybody's in Fulton County, Illinois. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he does my scoring for me. Um, usually you just can do it on the fly and get within you, get a couple inches of it, but he can actually break it down and score them too if he wants to. But yeah, um, but anyway, uh, I was hunting out of my tree saddle, which uh, I use a tethered phantom is my saddle. Um, I hunted this spot and I made a critical error on this hunt. Um, that's when I saw the 150 class buck. Uh, so my critical error was we had a south wind. So the first error I've made is every rut vacation I've taken the last three years, we always get a couple days of the south wind. So you would think with my experience and I would just take the time and actually set up stands for a south wind at all, on all my farms. And I don't. Every year I don't do it. So I, I need to do that. So that was mistake number, you know, mistake, uh, mistake number dose was I was assuming this ridge system on this farm I hunt I know does like the bed up on this ridge. Mm. So in theory, I thought these bucks are going to walk the field edge. The wind's coming down the ridge for the south wind, and they're scent checking those ridges. Yep. 
Um, and I was correct on that. That is what they were doing. Um, I don't know why I keep saying that. But so that is what they were doing, um, 100%. But the, the buck actually, instead of walking the field edge, which I could shoot, it was like 30 yards across the field, um, he, was, he stayed up halfway up that ridge. Oh. And I had thought about it. It was a perfect tree. I could see it. I, I was then looking at it. I'm like, I could hunt that tree. And I could shoot, kind of shoot the field, but I was worried about it. My scent would then come down into the field. Yeah. So if they got on the field, it would they would ruin me. Um, sure enough, that buck worked that middle of that ridge, 80 yards away from me. If I had a gun, he would have been dead. Um, but if I hunted that tree I had looked at, um, it would have been 20 yards. Yeah. So that was a that was a error of mine, um, which I should have known. You got big mature deer, they're going to try to avoid open field if they can. They're going to try to stay in the woods. So I. So that was a mistake on my end. Um, that's what I should have hunted that ridge uh, instead of the field. Um, but whatever. That that's probably the only honestly that's probably the only big mistake I've made so far hunting this year. Uh, other than I the miss on that doe. Um, I just I cannot get within range of mature deer this year. Uh, I've had I've passed on almost, small bucks almost almost every time I hunt. Not quite, but pretty close. Um, and even does. I, I did pass up on a doe the other day. Um, it, she moved in super quick, so it would have been a hard shot to begin with. But the doe, when she came through, she was uh, 10 yards, and she kept looking behind her. I'm like, oh, here he comes, here he comes. So yeah. I've noticed that about you. You are a very good picky hunter. Mm-hmm. At what point does it, it you have to get to where you, you just make a decision like, I want venison in the freezer? So you know, When will that start kicking in for you? So I have three farms I can hunt. Um, one I own. I got a, a second one that I treat it almost like public land, but it's got rules and regulations. Mm. So, like for example, I can't shoot a small buck on it. Okay. Um, so it's that's no all to do with the management. Yep. Yep. And then the, this other property that I essentially lease. He doesn't charge me, but I essentially kind of lease it through him. Um, he, uh, and that's the farm you got, you guys have been on yep. before. Uh, there is no rules. I can he, I literally can do whatever I want. Um, so I could shoot a small buck on it, and I've passed small bucks, but I don't s- foresee me losing that property anytime soon. Okay. So again, if I shoot a small buck today, it ain't gonna be big tomorrow. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm still kind of picky. Um, again, I and I catch myself doing this all the time. Um, it's not even halfway through November yet. I know it's early. I know. So we still got December and January. Yeah. So part of me, you know, I'm like, man, I haven't got a deer yet. You know what's going on? Man, that sounded bad. Sorry, guys. We're gonna have to figure this mic stuff out uh, on a later date. But uh, yeah, but it's like, what's going on? Um, why uh, why am I not seeing? Let's see if that's any better. Uh, it's like just after. But uh, they uh, so yeah, I I I probably won't shoot a small buck. Yeah. Probably, I can't guarantee that. I'm obviously real picky here yeah. on the farm, on the family farm. Um, no small bucks for me now. Good thing is my since my wife is hunting, I'm taking her out gun hunting later um, nice. this year. Uh, she's gonna shoot whatever she sees. So, so nice to see that. You know what? When you said that you took her out last, I was made up. You know, you know she she is heavily pregnant mm-hmm. and. You know, soft work right now, but I just I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the two of you being out there, I thought that's a special moment. That yeah, we've been. Uh, if you, if you don't know me and you're new to the podcast, my wife is pregnant with our second child. Um, she's 
not on bed rest, but not allowed to go to work either. Um, so yeah. she's limited on what she can do. She can only lift five pounds. Yeah. So I've literally been taking her to the spot on the, with the four-wheeler. Brilliant. Dropping her off, parking the four-wheeler, and walking back to her. So, But we're hoping, uh, hoping she can get her first deer, whether that's with the crossbow or with the gun. We, yeah. we, you know, we don't care. Um, she's, if it's brown, it's down. Yeah. She's going to shoot whatever Absolutely. she wants. Absolutely. Um, so that'll that'll be good. Uh, so hopefully, at least if she gets a deer, that'll take a little pressure off me. Yeah. You know, we got meat in the freezer, yeah. whether well, no matter what she shoots. But uh, yeah, no, uh, you know my my family, my wife and I, we heavily rely on deer meat um, throughout the season. Mm-hmm. We kill. Uh, so I to, just so people know, I shot three deer last year. Um, all three does. Uh, I shot. I did shoot an antlers buck in January. So anyway, shot three antlerless deer. Um, I am completely out of deer burger from last year. Yeah. I still got steaks. I still got some back straps. I still got some uh, neck roast we keep. Um, but I'm completely out of deer burger. We eat deer burger for, you know, deer tacos, chili, different stews, different everything. I miss that. Mm-hmm. I was even saying to my wife, we, we, we had to, I didn't shoot anything last year. So we went, we, me, me and Jesse, Jesse and I, we uh, split a, a quarter of a cow each. Uh, so we've been on beef mince, uh, ground beef. And I even said to my wife the other week, I really miss the venison, mm-hmm. the ground venison. She does really good burritos with it. She makes a really good chili, like as your wife does too. And there's just something about the taste that I really became particular mm-hmm. to. And I, you just don't get that with the beef. Now, I like beef, but I, I'm really missing the ground venison. Mm-hmm. So the day that I shot two weeks ago... Uh, I mentioned earlier that I, I got all steaks and the rest of it deer bacon, you know, because I know I know our team loves the deer bacon. My wife and and you know Jesse's people, your people love the deer bacon. Mm-hmm. So I got thirty pounds of deer bacon and the rest was in steaks. So I really want to try and get another deer soon so I, I can bring that ground in because I, I really do miss it. it. It's a really nice taste. I love mm-hmm. it. Yep. So uh, this is actually funny when I my, when my wife and I moved in together um, when we were just dating years ago. Uh, she she grew up on beef. She had deer, you know. She wasn't un, she was used to it, but she mainly ate uh, beef. You know, moves in with me. You know, we we eat beef. We eat deer. If we got it, we eat deer. Yeah. Um, and now she prefers it. You know, um, you know, we we went half. We got a half a quarter. I mean, we got a quarter. I don't know. We got some beef last year. Yeah. And we're almost out of it too, but uh, it's good. I mean, especially we get it from a local farmer here. Same, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good beef, but it ain't deer. Um. So we definitely need to get some more, get some deer down. Um, I like to, I like for my family of, you know, three going on four. Um, I like to have three deer in the freezer. Yeah. Um, that, that I know that'll get me into next year. Part of the reason too, though, I mean, it is what it is. I got, you know, I got a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, my family comes to eat some of the deer. I am the wild game guy. So when yeah. I got friends come to visit. They expect wild game. Yeah. So it is what it is. I yeah. do, get, and I give away. I give away a lot some as well. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. Um, but I like. I like to have. I like to have three deer though for that. Um, so this is kind of my preference on there. Yeah. Two years ago, I, I we took harvested in in our deer camp three deer as well, and that that lasted me eighteen months. Now there's only me that really eats the steaks and that, but my wife does wonders with the bacon and the the ground as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I finished the last in January or something, February this year. So it lasted a good 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, 
and we, we ended up getting beef because we were out, but I, I really do miss mm -hmm. the, the medicine ground. It's, it leaves like a film in your mouth, mm -hmm. and I think you've told me, is, is, is it the fat or something? It could be, it could be Nutella. I, I love that, though, and, and with the flavours that can get introduced to it, it really doesn't have to bring the flavour out. I really do love it. So my next year, I'll be getting a lot of grounds as well, and a new and a new deep freezer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, so essentially, just to sum up my deer hunting so far, pretty much all year, not just the rut, um, can't get them close enough. I see them, I'm getting on them, but not close enough. Um, hopefully that changes here. Uh, hopefully I have some good luck. Um, uh, we do have some more uh, podcast guests coming up who have had success. I'm excited to have them on. Brilliant. Um, a lot of people roughing the gear have been having some luck here lately, so it's awesome. Um, before I let you go, I'm going to tell a quick, uh, quick story, a quick funny part of my rut hunting, and then I'm going to have... Brian tell me uh, tell his encounter he had today. Uh, mm -hmm. Brian almost had it done today with his little sneaky sneak in there. Yeah. Um, I do have hats coming. I've ordered them weeks ago. Um, I thought I really thought they were going to be here uh, this week, and they're not. I'm hoping they're mm -hmm. here next week. Um, so yeah, pretty much they're going to be the exact same hats. If you've been if you've bought more or saw what I had, exact same hats except they're going to be real tree camo. Um, Come on! And I may have a few extra waterfowl camo ones. So brilliant! Um, that's what we, that's the news we've been waiting for. Yep, camo yep. hats, so, baby. So hopefully they're coming. <coughs> um, I don't know what's taking them so long. Uh, I talked to them a couple weeks ago, and I thought they were going to be here. So I don't know. Don't know what's going on on that. Um, but yeah, and I'll keep. I gotta get to editing. I got a lot of stuff to edit. I got a lot of people um, giving me some good footage. I know I left that teaser for you guys on Jesse's uh, or uh, Ryan's uh, deer. Last time, I'm working on that video. Hopefully, that video will be coming out. Here Can soon. I just say the end into that, like a teaser, yeah. is an understatement. It was like, no! Oh, my God! And you stopped. I was like, oh, my God. And so, I'm just so excited for, for the world to see that. And, you know, it's, I think you're going to do an amazing job. But I thought yeah. the teaser was brilliant. Yeah. Well, and then I'll give you another, another teaser. We're not really <coughs> trying to move past deer season. Because we're not trying to move past deer season yet. But... You're going to have a special Texas hunt coming from myself, Ryan, Jesse, and a couple other guys. So we, we, we've been saying it for years now that Ryan, Jesse, and I are going to do some kind of out-of-state hunt. Big howl hunt. Uh-huh. And we finally put it together. It Woo! got finalized. So we're going to go kill us some hogs. Hogs. So that's the plan. Um, we're super excited about it. Uh, can't wait to go out there. Yeah. Um, I've never been hog hunting before, and actually Ryan's the one with the most experience when it comes Twice, to hog hunting. and it is mm -hmm. out of this world. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have such an amazing time. It's actually for Jesse's 30th birthday. Uh, I can't even think of a better 30th mm -hmm. birthday gift than, than being with the lads in mm -hmm. Texas on a hog hunt. I think we're going to mm -hmm. absolutely smash it. I can't wait. Pumped. We're going to bring a lot of cougars. Yeah. A lot of cougars. So, uh, can't wait for that, but they're kind of tell you guys about a story I had um, a story I had a cup from it would have been Wednesday Wednesday uh, so anyway uh, go out there hunting and I'm having a pretty good hunt I've seen a whole bunch of does uh, you know it's a rut I, I've seen three or four does that are actually bedding down about 80 to uh, 90 yards in front of me so I'm like okay perfect like you know I just if, if a buck goes downwind of those does they're going to be right. You're going to yeah. give me a shot. I'm like, it's going to be perfect. I'm in the perfect spot. Anyway, those does eventually move off. And I hear stuff coming up this ridge. And I can't see it, but I can hear it. So I'm starting, like, grabbing my bow and stuff. Like, what's coming? What's coming? Whole flock of turkeys. Like, like, 15 turkeys. And I'm like, oh, man, they're going to give me, like, a 
20 yard shot. And I'm like, we're going to have some turkey meat yep. tonight. So anyway, I uh, I shoot. So I only had, I had a arrow, a strip of fletching off, and I haven't refletched it. So I only have three arrows in my quiver. This comes in, into play. So anyway, as I see these turkeys coming, I switch out from my fixed blade head, and I keep one expandable in my quiver. Um, just, just in case I shoot a, uh, it's a rage tripan I keep in my quiver. Um, I, I had really good luck with rages until one year. I had a really bad year with the tripans. Um, so that's when I switched to fixed blade, but I still like those tripans for a turkey. Number one, cause it's a bigger cutting diameter mm-hmm. and their vitals are smaller. So I'm hoping I'll, what I'll is get it in two there. inches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not worried about breaking through bones on the turkey. Yeah, obviously no, uh, that tripan will do it if uh, I need to. Um, so anyway, I had plenty of time to switch out my fixed blade, put the tripan on. So I got get it all situated and stuff. These turkeys ended up kind of bypassing me, but going into the field and working their way. And I see I'm going to have this window that's a little bigger than a basketball. Um, and this turkey, this hen's going to give me like a 30-yard shot. Mm. And I got a turkey tag, so I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Um, anyway, that turkey comes, and I can tell you I was calm. I wasn't nervous at all. I'm just thinking, man, I'm going to have some Thanksgiving turkey. Pull back, settled. I'm like, yep, you're dead. Pull there's one little bitty twig oh. that I didn't see. Hit the twig, boom, shoots right next by his feet. Oh. And here's the crazy part. Didn't scare him. No. The whole flock comes running to the arrow, starts pecking at my arrow. You're joking. And I, this is all things on film. This will be on a later on episode. Whole thing, pop, and they're picking at my arrow. It was the craziest thing. So what? I'm like, I grab another arrow. Yeah. Like, Here we go. Put it again, 30 yards. Again, put it on there. These turkeys are on high alert, and these are the third. This is the third time I've ever shot at a turkey. Um, third, I should like not time, but like occasion. With the bow. With the bow. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't think my arrow was even halfway to these turkeys, and they were already jumping back just from the sound of my bow. Um, I don't know if they caught my movement. I don't know if they heard the bow, because I feel like my bow is fairly quiet. I don't know what happened, but anyway, they jumped back. Hit. I hit right where I was aiming. Just, it just it was yeah. in the dirt at that point in time. So now they're like 35 yards. I grab my last arrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> and again, aim high. I don't think my arrow is even a quarter of the way to him. And they were already jumping back again. Hit right where I was aiming. I Tell you, like, they're not as, not as dumb as people think. No. Them turkeys are one of the hardest games to, to, to hunt, so I think. That's like, why I love it so like, much. Are you kidding? I'm out of arrows at yeah. this point in time. I'm out of arrows. So I'm like, are you absolutely kidding me? So I walk out in the field. I've to pick been my there as well. Uh-huh. So I walk out into the field to grab my arrows. And luckily, they're sticking out. The turkeys are still in the field watching me. They're about 60 yards away from me as I'm picking up these arrows, just looking at me. I'm waving my arrows at them like, God damn it. Oh, my God. They're taking the piss out of you. Oh, man. And they end up, uh, you know, I pick my arrows up, clean all the dirt out of them and stuff uh, when I get back to the, uh, when I get back to the stand. And I end up having a real uh, productive morning. The turkeys actually came back through the woods. I got within like uh, 80 to 100 yards from me. I'm never, you know, never gave me another shot. I end up having a small buck come through, uh, a doe that I passed because I knew a buck was behind her, just small, and then another doe come through. So I end up having a real productive hunt. Um, honestly, that was that would have been the tenth. Um, yesterday, yeah, it would have been yesterday. If I uh, if I wouldn't have to work last night, yeah, I would have I would have hunted all day. They're really, at least for me, the deer are really moving yesterday on the tenth. It's a quick question for you. I applied for a fall turkey, Illinois turkey, shotgun tag. Yep. I didn't have the opportunity to get, get to the county that it was for. Am I still able to use that 
Oh, no. Shotgun only. It's over. Okay. okay. Shotgun's over. It's, it's over. Okay. But you can still over the go counter. get a $7 turkey tag. Yes, sir. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming the county you're talking about, um, they know where you hunt. Yeah. I'm assuming it's just like the same county I'm in. Um, that you can just get over the, over counter, the counter. It's not limited. I believe and it is. Yeah. I think it was like seven fifty with tax. Yeah, I haven't uh, even seen no turkeys this fall. Yeah. I haven't seen turkey for a long time. I've, I've seen a few now. Uh, they finally, like I said, they finally came in range and I yeah. blew, blew that opportunity. Unbelievable. So I, I was like, God bless it. This is why I shoot them in the face in the fall with, or in the spring with a shotgun. A lot easier to shoot them in yeah. the face with a shotgun. In the spring, I called in two toms from roost mm-hmm. and got them ten yards in. And I think you, you've got the video of this. And uh, as I pulled the shotgun, click. Like, oh my god. So and. and Anyway, ended up missing them too, but that was a really cool experience for me. But I haven't seen turkeys since then. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them, I haven't heard them. It's mad. Yeah, and uh, on my trail cameras out here at the farm, I haven't got turkeys in a while. But mm. I don't, we don't, here uh the Johnson farm, we don't have a lot of turkeys mm. in the uh, fall. Yeah. For whatever reason, they don't they don't stay around here. But in the spring, we always have them. Is we it? always have them in the spring. I mean, Ryan, Ryan left his trail cameras up um, this spring. And you would see me come in turkey hunting. Yeah. And then the next day at the same time, there's a big tom right where I was at. And they were getting a kick out of it. Typical. I was not, but they were. Yeah. But anyway, Ryan, uh, to end this podcast, <coughs> I want you to tell us. Uh, actually, real quick, before we do that, before Ryan tells the story, again, appreciate all the uh, views. All the numbers are growing on the podcast. We're getting close to that 1,000 download mark. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I YouTube is exploding here lately. Um, I should, that was a big word. Exploding is implied. For me, it's exploding. You know, it's a small scale here. For me, it's really getting bigger. I just had a podcast. I just had a 16 second YouTube short go uh, uh, 15,000 views on YouTube. Um, so, uh, wow. That's, uh, well that, done. That, it went from Come my on. biggest video being 500 views to 15,000. That's 15K. amazing. So yes, uh, super excited about that. Well, Again, so. that's I know small scale. As some people might look at that and laugh at it. Whatever. Hey, you gotta start somewhere. TBL um, so Again, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm gonna keep doing it. Um, keep growing the brand. Keep getting more and more people out there. I'm hunting with more and more different Leos and for, uh, first responders. Um, my goal is to get more and more out there, and just this is a good way to. You know, relax and get away from our job for a while and just have a good time with friends and family. I've heard you use that the, twice today. You've you've used the word Leos. Mm-hmm. What is that to an, an, a non law enforcement officer? Law, okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. I thought Leo yep. Lion, yep. like uh, okay, yep. law, Le- Leo, yep, law enforcement. Okay, officer. cool. I've heard you twice today, yep. so I thought to ask yep. law so, enforcement. Yep. That's cool. So again, uh, yep, getting more and more out there. Um, we have some uh, different ideas coming up. Uh, coming out later <coughs> on this year or probably next year actually but uh yeah no it's been fun it's getting excited again we're if you haven't killed a deer yet like me again we're not even halfway through november yet guys shotgun season's coming up we got still got december and january and yeah we got a lot of hunting left so just take your time and we'll get out there and yeah. still have some success Ryan, take it away with yeah. your, uh, your encounter today. Uh, so I, I got out there this afternoon. I did skip the morning. It uh, was range forecasted for this morning, so I did skip this morning. I got out in the stands at 12.30 p.m. Uh, every hour, on the hour, starting at 12.30, I did a combination of rattles and grunts. Uh, started off very low-key, and then every hour, I gradually built it up at around the 3.30 mark. Uh, I did some really aggressive, and I, I got all this on video, and I'm explaining that. 
every hour I'm going to get more aggressive. This is going to be an aggressive uh, sound and call. So I did an aggressive call for about a minute, 45, two minutes. And within five, 10 minutes, 40 yards in front of me, I had a nice, solid eight-point buck in front of me. Uh, I was surprised. I was calm. Mm-hmm. I was calm. I knew I've only got one tag left. I've got me buck tag. I really, really would like to get that job done. I would have loved to have got the job done today. Uh, I was calm. It came out of 40 yards. I had it in my scope. Now, when you see the video footage, because I've got it all on video, it came out skittish. So I don't know whether the rattling or the grunts made it a little bit skittish. It did come out, it stopped, man. This looked me dead in the eye. And it took one more step and, and again, looked me dead in the eye. So I've got I've got the deer in, in, in the scope. And my left hand is slowly coming up. I didn't want to take the shot without the range. I've made these mistakes before. We talked about this on the last podcast I was in. Uh, I don't want to make them mistakes again. Uh, it was in the scope. My brain was saying 30 yards. Mm-hmm. And when the deer finally effed off, I scoped, uh, I, I ranged it. And it was at 40 yards. So I thought, okay, I made a really good decision. Yet I didn't get the deer down, but the deer got away. It lives to fight another day. And that's what it's all about now. So uh, it didn't make the same mistake twice. It came out, so it, it, it got me. It winded me. It heard me. Or it's, you know, it seen me movement or something like that. Then it ran across the field, stopped at 55. I did a couple of grunts, again, which will be on uh, me self-facing GoPro. It did a couple of grunts, but it ran off anyway. So that was me encounter today. And it was funny because on the way down, I, I was texting the stream saying, I just want to see a book. I feel like I've only ever seen three books in the field in my whole entire life. I, w- I just want to see action. Even if it's not in range, I'd just love to see it. Well, I had one, and it was in range. It's just unfortunate that I couldn't get that range before it took off. But uh, I think I was really good because I think I do think it responded to the call, mm-hmm. uh, which I was really happy about, and that's on film. It was in it was in bow range. You know, could have had the shot if I would have had the range on it. Uh, so I was really happy about that. And overall, I was happy with the decision that I made. I really was, and I think that was the best part of the hunt today for me there so again going through them learning curves you know you've got to listen got to learn from them and you know i've learned the hard way uh, over the last couple of years but i think i'm finally figuring out how to become a, an effective bow hunter mm-hmm. uh, and again the more time as boom says get out there the more time you're out there the more chance you've got it you know it's, it's a game of luck and it's a game of chance so you've got to do that but you know one other thing again and i'll just finish up on this i just wanted to mention i've I mentioned to you before, I've seen you work a lot of hours mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. I've seen it interfere with bow season. Mm-hmm. It is November the 11th today. So in England, we call it Armistice Day. Yep. And we, we celebrate the 11th hour mm-hmm. of the 11th day of the 11th month. So I think it would be a, a perfect opportunity to, to not only thank you for, for your service mm-hmm. to the community, uh, but to thank, to thank all frontline workers. Uh, I respect you all so much from emergency responders the police the fire the ambulance and and everyone that serves in the military i couldn't think of a better day to, to say a big thank you from everyone at the thin blue line outdoors you know on, on this momentous day so I, i've seen the takeaway time from family uh, i've seen a takeaway time from your hunting but but you're so adaptable and you and you the way you put that job first and, and your duties first you know i really take my hat off to you Massive thank you from everyone from the bottom of my heart. Thank you on this uh, on this momentous day. Well, as always, I can't beat that. As Ryan always does a good job. So again, appreciate everybody. Uh, 
No. Thank you for everybody's service for Veterans Day. Uh, and get there, hunt, enjoy, uh, have some good, uh, good time out in the outdoors. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, guys. Bye.